aren't necessarily nerdy themselves. With you today is your nerdy tutor, myself, George, and with me today, my most excellent Yaya, my Ooh. mom. Yes, I am Yaya. Yes, so uh, we had a lovely topic here on Captain Marvel here this last week, and I think we should try to maybe not say in the same realm here, but let's go at a little bit of a 180. Today we're going to talk about My Little Pony. <laughs> and so um, it's, a, again, like now this is a topic here that I know stuff about, but I'm not an expert on. This is quite true. I, I, I fancy my cap at being a all-around nerd, a, a connoisseur of lots of different media and different topics here. But not an expert on pretty much anything, you know, unless in, unless you were going to say maybe Japanese animation and World of Warcraft, you know. Those are probably my topics of discussion. We'll get to World of Warcraft at one point here. Um, but this is not a realm that I know everything about. Well, I have two granddaughters, so I might even be able to top you on this one. Yes, so we'll find mutual ground here. Okay. Alrighty, so... Mom, obviously you know a lot about My Little Pony here, I would presume. I know things about My Little Pony. Um, your your sister is in her early 30s, um, and she had some My Little Ponies. My Little Pony was around um, during the early 90s. Um, and then granddaughters watch sometimes My Little Pony, um, and they collect the blind bag My Little Ponies. Yes. So. Yeah. So let's give a quick history on My Little Pony. So did you know My Little Pony actually originally started as My Pretty Pony? Oh, no, I did not. So 1981, Hasbro created what they call My Pretty Pony here. Now, it was a 10-inch doll. It was a 10-inch pony doll here, essentially, um, that had a couple different features on it here. So it had kind of a winking eye, mesh, uh, huge mane. Um, they look a little dour looking if you ask me from certain angles but, but okay so i'm looking at i'm looking at a picture here um and it looks like a pony i mean it's not it's um not a completely accurate pony but no no it's, um, a, it's a somewhat cartoony pony but it's a it's a pony brown the mane is a pony size yes so, yeah so this is the first incarnation of what would have been my pretty pony here would you know, would you figure out that it did not sell very well? Well, it's not really interesting. No. So, again, like, the, the intention was to have, like, something you can kind of, like, I, I know back in, like, the 50s, 60s, and 70s would have been having, like, the actual, like, realistic proportion ponies. This was more... I had some of those, and I had a side saddle so I could sit far beyond them. <laughs> again, something I did not know and would never have guessed. I had several of them. It was a big thing during this, the mid-60s um, to to horse, go horseback riding, um, at least where I lived, which was in the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, it was a big thing. to some. I had friends who owned horses. So it was a thing. So obviously not a huge seller of these uh, My Pretty Ponies here. So come around. Not about that a, pretty. No, 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 not at all either. That's, that's also kind of the misnomer there too. Um, come 1982, they decide Hasbro decides they're going to redo My Little Pony here, and they're, they're going to recreate My Little Pony. So they make instead of this 10-inch version, they're going to make you know three and four-inch versions of the same toy here. 
Um, and it's also kind of the first time in which we get kind of the, um, I guess what you might call what we, what we later call cutie marks. Originally, they were just symbols on the rump of the horses. They kind of differentiate them beyond the bright colors. Um, but it's the more classic version of My Little Pony that, you know, our my sister would have probably had here. Well, and, and in back in the day when your sister uh, was collecting them and she had a small collection, it was like collecting trolls. Um, back when she had them, they had the, the cutie mark. And I kind of likened that to the Care Bears with the symbols they had on their tummies. Yes, yes. The very, the very uh, maligned Care Bears. I wonder if they'll ever do a, another redo of Care Bears. Actually, you know, Care Bears are back. Um, it's interesting that um, the girls know who the, when I say the girls, I mean my two granddaughters, um, who are who are seven and five, um, know who the Care Bears are, have watched the Care Bears. And, and you can, if you have Netflix or any of those things, pull up Care Bears. Like old 1980s Care Bears? I think they're kind of a modernized version. They, they may have some of the older episodes, but there's new, there's newer episodes. Hmm. Certainly within, done within the last 10 years. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So again, but this is also the same period in which we have the 1986 and 1987 uh, cartoon animated series for My Little Ponies and a bunch of little spinoff movies here as well. Um, these are kind of the more traditional ponies that we might have of size and scope here. and All the lovely little pastel colors. Pastel colors and different. Uh, not into the rainbow mains yet. Not, not quite so crazy with the colors necessarily, but definitely... Yeah. Very, um, I don't want to say the I don't want to say the word girly, but you know, like yeah, it's pretty much girly. They are girly. I mean, I mean, there's there, there's no, in, I don't think there's any doubt who who the that audience is. For. No, no, and true, yeah. So yeah. a very very target audience, target rich audience here. And again, the 1986-1987 cartoon was very popular and did a very good job of selling these ponies here. So. Um, so this kind of an incarnation is what kind of the fans, and again, there's a lot of fans and collectors for these things. In researching here today, there's an entire wiki on just collecting them. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So, so, and, and this is an interesting topic we might handle sometime. The whole thing of collecting, to me, just kind of started with like Beanie Babies or maybe Cabbage Patch Dolls and has become just sort of, you can collect anything. Oh, no, it's... So collecting to me at the end of the day here is not about, is trying to, especially if you, especially older people, especially of my age and more so here, is about collecting their nostalgia for a time in which they remember so that, that remember here. So again, like in my example here, I have a fair collection of anime figurines and being able to look at them, I can remember, I remember when I got that, I remember sitting down and watching this, I remember watching that and very much a nostalgic sort of trip and being able to uh, have like a be able to hold your nostalgia and be able to hold your your fun that you had at one point here I think is a lot of is a lot of the benefit of that well I mean and the interesting thing to me about that is I think of the the things that I had as as a, a kid I d didn't collect my Barbies and I have no wish to go back and collect my Barbies that's fair yeah um but you do collect a lot of stuff when you go on your travels. Yeah, yeah, that's and, true. And then a lot of cases that you can go back and look at those and think, I remember where I got that. I remember the experience oh, yeah. they have. Oh, yeah. So that's a lot of the part of collecting here in a lot of cases. And you'll meet a lot of people who, in especially in a nerdum sense here, collect a lot of bizarre stuff here. Like, I know a person who collects Nerf guns. 
and then you have a brother who collects Nerf guns. Okay, I wasn't going to name him out loud. <laughs> I was trying you to have, be delicate. You have another one who collects Mario Kart things. Yes, and he also collects shoes as well. Yes, he does. So uh, Jordans. Everyone's got a collection of something here at the yeah. end of the day, whether it's you know like jerseys or jewelry or something or other. That somehow ties them back to what they had beforehand, you know. Like, yeah. again, no, you're and, ev- right. and everyone has kind of a collection like that, and how much we, and again, like how nerdy our collection of stuff is, often signifies of like how much we love our collection in some cases. So, yeah, how much, well, how much effort you're willing to put forward in it? Precisely. So, okay. um, so come around 1992 here, Hasbro actually decides to stop doing My Little Pony. Oddly enough, I, obviously, I guess the craze has kind of died down by the early 90s here. Um, they tried to make a stab at it again in 97 and 99 with a slimmer, slimmed down somewhat version of it here. So we start getting slightly more thinner ponies, I guess it is, in the early, in the late 1990s mm-hmm. that don't sell like gangbusters at all. If you don't have a car, again, you got to remember that in the 80s, if you had a cartoon, it was a license to print money for whatever toys were out there. I think most cartoons in the 80s were... Intent on selling the toys in a lot of cases. That's where the money was, yeah. Precisely, yeah. And then um, because of that, obviously, that's where a lot of that com- came from. But if you don't have a cartoon in the 90s here to sell a toy line, they don't do so well. Well, and cartoons changed quite a bit. I think, you know, when you talk about the, the 80s and early 90s, you had Darkwing Duck and you had you had all the afternoon cartoon series. Yes. But think you have that anymore if you ha- or if you have it it's in a different place yeah i don't think we're again i think the boom of what would have been the 90s cartoons where like again i can remember waking up in the morning before school and watching cartoons and coming back from school and watching cartoons and waking up early on saturday morning and watching cartoons and then same thing on sundays and watching cartoons so um I imagine a lot of that here doesn't quite exist anymore because the ubiquity of being able to watch whatever you want to watch, whenever you want to watch it, is certainly more prevalent. So you don't have necessarily the special. Well, it's not special anymore because you can do it whenever you want. Uh, Yeah. Again, like back in the day, if you want, if you watched a show on on Saturday or Sunday, they only came around once a week, so it was a big deal to watch it. Um, Versus now, I mean entire series come out on Netflix and you can basically watch it within a couple hours. You can binge. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like the age of, the age of nineties cartoons has disappeared. And maybe that's a topic we'll do at another point here for that. Cause there is some, uh, do we get to talk teen Titans? We can do teen Titans as well. We'll do, we'll discuss that when we get to DC comics, all the versions of Batman. Yes. That Batman is his own t- own topic. Okay. He might even take multiple episodes to get through. That's how much there is of Batman. Okay. Well, yeah. So, so um, I remember I remember really being surprised when My Little Ponies came back, and and um, and seeing you know obviously my granddaughters play with them and and, and t shirts and all the different toy tie ins. Mostly a toy tie in. It's mo- yeah. I mean, I don't think it was initially a toy tie in, but. Obviously, Hasbro owns the license for it. Okay. So, before we get to Friendship It's Magic, which is the version that we are primarily going to be talking about. Okay. There's another version, which they call Generation 3. So, what is Generation 3? So, this would have been kind of a callback to the original version of what would have been 
the ponies here, obviously very brightly colored and hallmarking a lot of the same characteristics that would have been the 1986 and 1987, brought up for a slightly more uh, modern age here. Still, again, aimed toward four- and seven-year-old girls. Um, this is, again, a relaunch of, this, of the brand here. It did kind of well since it kind of lasted for about six, seven years here. Well, okay, so you mentioned that they slimmed down, and I yes. would tell you that these are you know, different looking than, than what um, what I see the girls playing with now. Yes. Um, where where the, they're much more articulated isn't the right word, but... Um, I would offer that they're much more personified, I would suppose. Yeah, they actually are much more personified. Um, and and they have they and they have such distinct personalities now, but and and the the body style is slightly different. Um, the eyes are certainly different. So yeah, the expressions. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely the expression here. And so when we get to the 2010 and beyond version, which was generally favorably by the fans, known as Generation Four or Friendship is Magic, here we start getting a slightly different take on it here. Um, so we really can't talk about Friendship is Magic. Uh, My Little Pony without talking about Lauren Faust. She's kind of the Hasbro were initially, uh, she was initially pitching an idea to uh, Hasbro about a version of DC women's women's cartoons. So it would have been like Batgirl and uh, Supergirl uh, and then another version of Wonder Woman that wasn't quite Wonder Woman but like her her daughter, cousin, sister or something or other like that. Um, which she eventually later did get done. Okay. Um, but Lauren Foss actually comes from a long line of additional of other cartoons. So she was a um, animator on Powerpuff Girls and love the Powerpuff um, Girls. One of my favorite cartoons in college here was Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends because it had very it had such a very unique art style that was kind of a very much a patchwork, but it was very on brand with the. I'll create a monster in my head sort of phenomenon. Yeah. Um, and so when she was initially trying to pitch this idea, they pitched her on My Little Pony. It was like, come up with a show Bible for, a pitch Bible for this year. And um, clearly she's actually herself stated that she's not into girly cartoons at all because she thinks the demographic, it's not what she did when she was a kid. You know, she was very much of a, of a fan of more like, G.I. Joe's and Transformers, she says. Um, and so when she created this, this pitch Bible for uh, this current incarnation of My Little Pony, she was actually very much into being, you know, a bit more characters, have a lot more um, ingenuity and difference, and they're more in-depth, uh, more nuanced is kind of the way they would, the best way to describe them here. Um, and the, some, of the, some of the episodes are obviously much more geared toward um, adventure and stuff. Basically, what she thought was, eight-year-old me, what kind of My Little Pony would I want? And obviously, her little My Little Pony is maybe a little bit more uh, masculine on a certain level here with the way she played with him, at least. Well, I mean, actually, I would say the biggest difference between the ones now and the ones your your sister had is they're um, a little more glam in their own way. Yes, a little bit, yeah. I mean, they... Um, I don't want to say the ones of the nineteen eighty of the nineteen eighties here, and again, I did not have it, and I did not watch the cartoon because the cartoon was meant for girls. 
Okay. And God forbid, I, God forbid, I watched something like that when I was three and four years old. Um, but from things I've seen of it here, it's very much a toned down sort of expecting you to be into it. And if you're not into it, like you're not really getting a whole lot of out of it, sort of thing. Well, you, well, I mean, the the characters to me certainly have um, identifiable traits. Yes, for and, each one. Yeah. So that I think that's why they remind me of the Care Bears because the way they're done now, um, different different ones have certainly have different um, virtue traits. Yes, they're identified with. Well, every character has their own kind of character kind of traits here that are, in some cases, very stereotypical of what would be character traits here. Um, but they're never played to a fault and they're never played to a pro in a lot of cases. They're played in both. Mm-hmm. You know, so somebody who is, um, you know, very smart here often also gets dunked on because they're very smart in the sense that, like, they don't quite understand how everyone else relates and reacts toned, to stuff here. A toned down version of Sheldon. Yes. Um, you know, in some cases here, in other cases, you know, you have a, you have maybe more tomboyish characters that don't know how to be pretty in some cases here or don't quite understand how to relate to others because of their own yeah. natures here. And it very much is one of those shows here where... Um, you have Fluttershy and she's shy. Yeah. yeah. and But all the characters here are very much their own individual characters that are very easy to understand and have some bit of nuance behind their characters. Um, not so much that obviously it's meant for you know a younger demographic, obviously, um, but the main aspect of the show is often about working together with your friends to overcome obstacles. And it's it's rarely about, or a lot of the show, especially when it comes to somewhat more adventurous episodes, are clearly about working with your friends to get through a situation. And then other episodes are about your relationship with your friends. So it's very much a, it's very much a show where friendship is magic is very much, you know, not just a title, it's a very much a symbolist or maybe even civilist um, about what it, it's supposed to be in the show, at least. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I get that. Because even in, in kindergarten, uh, Mia was able to relate one of the storylines to what she was going through in kindergarten. So, yeah, yeah, so these are our main ponies here, obviously. Here, they're, they're known as the main six. And when I say main, I mean M A N E. That's cute. That's it's, cute. It's clever here. So, um, a lot of the episodes here, especially in season one, revolve around. Twilight Sparkle, she's our purple um, pony here now. She's but, sort of the uni- She's the sort of the unicorn pony, although there's a second unicorn pony. So there's actually like four different types of ponies in in the in the My Little Pony universe here in Friendship okay. is Magic. So you have um, Earth ponies are just regular horses, or just basically regular horses. They don't have horns and they don't have wings. Right. Um, you have you have ponies with horns though and these are the ones that have semi-magical capabilities here twilight sparkle's big thing is that she's um she does magic um and or at least she's studying to do magic um you get to uh, her other the other unicorn here is a white one here known as rarity mm-hmm. um who's very much a glamour puss and in the fashion and things like that i guess is the best way to put it she's yeah. she would be more your typical like fashiony girl girl i guess yep um, but she is. She's also a unicorn, and she uses. She can 
levitate stuff and move stuff around with her unicorn horn as well. She, so. so she has powers. Yeah. So again, like the unicorn horn means that you can have powers in some cases here. Um, the second type of pony you might have here is a Pegasus, and these are ones with wings. Um, in the story here, they're mainly designed. They're mainly around moving around the weather. So moving around storms, clouds, wind, things like that here to be able to give a more centralized climate for things that they might need here in some cases, you know, and certainly even like, hey, we have to bring the snow. It's got to come by sometimes. We can't leave all the snow in one place. Things like that. Oh, spread the snow around. Yeah. So again, so this is what your typical uh, Pegasus pony is. And then you spread, and then, so with your Pegasus ponies, you have uh, the blue Pegasus here. You have Rainbow Dash, who's a mm -hmm. very rebellious Pro tomboy. Probably the most well-known pony, Rainbow Dash. I would I would wager as such, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it, it's a very iconic sort of thing when it's a bright blue character with literally rainbow hair. Yeah. Um, but at the same time here, like as much as you think it might be a somewhat girly pony, it's a very tomboyish po girly po uh, pony here at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah, no, I, I, the, the personality is a little more strident. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the last one, and then the last uh, Pegasus you have is a very pale yellow Pegasus known as Fluttershy. And so again, very shy and timid sort of pony. Um, one of my favorite little bits here is that Rainbow Dash is trying to teach Fluttershy how to cheer, you know. And Rainbow Dash is all about you louder, you know, scream, screaming, you know, and like, you know, just shout it out. And then like Fluttershy is always like, yay. Well, and, she, and Fluttershy in, in the storylines embarrasses easily. Oh, she's very embarrassed. She's very shy. Um, there are episodes in which she goes, in which she gets, um, she overcomes her shyness and just goes absolutely hot wild. And she's just like a, like the Hulk being let loose. Um, they're far and few, very far and few between. I think there's maybe one a season, but... Um, you really have to get her very angry and very uh, pushy to get to that, I, I believe. Okay. Uh, and then the la and then obviously again, we go back to Earth Ponies here. We have two Earth Ponies here. We have Applejack, who's an orange Earth Pony. She's very much also a work hard tomboy. I guess is kind of the way here. Cause... Yeah, she she is actually very much a tomboy. Yeah. And so yeah. and then um, she has her entire family of other Apple named uh, characters. So you have like Applejack, which is her brother. You have Granny Smith Apple. That's cute. And then you have Apple Blossom, which is her younger sister. Uh, actually, if we um, go off on a slight tangent here to other characters, uh, Apple Blossom is actually a very small pony. Like So there's like somewhat of ages of ponies here. Well, because I, I think Princess Serenity, too. Yes. So. Who is an older pony. Yes, a much older pony here. So you have... Um, Mares and fillies are kind of, you know, are your typical name for ponies here of any somewhat age here. And then you have, obviously, younger baby ponies and much older adult ponies here. So there's clearly an age difference between the different levels of ponies here. Um, but you have Apple Bloom here, and then you have... Rarity has her own sister called, uh, I believe, Sweetie Pie or Sweetie Belle. Yeah. And then uh, they also have another friend called uh, Sco Scootaloo. Um, and they're, all these little ponies don't have their cutie mark. Apparently the notion is that when you reach a certain age and when your, uh, your own personal purpose is kind of discovered, that's when you get your cutie mark, I suppose, um, according to the show's canon. Okay. And they are trying to find themselves in a way, I guess. Okay. 
So it's kind of an interest. Um, I find it to be a nice little interesting tangent because you'll get episodes that are pointed toward them and they're trying to do different things um, to try to find out what relates best with them. Um, so they might put on a rock concert or they might try baking or trying to find anything that somehow makes them get you, their cutie mark because other classmates of theirs are getting their cutie marks as well. So you sort of earn your cutie mark and... and uh... It's well, part, part of your self-discovery. Yeah, so like if as an example here, if you found out that like knitting was your jam and that was like what you were going to do for like the rest of your life, you were going to be like a world-class, you know, knitter, you might have like a ball of yarn and some knitting needles as your cutie mark. I could do that. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. Or, or it somehow matches with your character here. A lot of, again, like the Apple family here has a lot of apples on them. Yep. So... Um, and then the last pony here is obviously is going to be Pinkie Pie, which was a very, very hyperactive pink pony here. She's uh, a fashionista. I don't know if she's a fashionista. She's um, a giant ball of energy that's very hard to contain. Yeah. She's ADHD. Oh, yes. Very. Yeah. Um, obviously, and then the last breed of, unicorn, of ponies that we have here is actually called an alicorn. So these are ponies that have both the wings and the horn. Okay, so I, I, I have seen a version of um, Starlight. Twilight. Twilight. Twilight Sparkle. I've seen a version of Twilight Sparkle that um, that has has wings, presented yeah. by, by Princess Serenity. Yeah, she eventually becomes one. Yeah, she becomes a princess. It, when she becomes a princess, and I guess the having the horn and the wings makes you a princess, I guess, of some sort. Okay. I guess it's not a. I guess it's less of a nobility birthright and more of a kind of like, oh hey, you you can do this now and so you get it. But I mean, they're very they're very very personified, and I know there's even an episode where they actually are um, portrayed as girls in a school. Ah, um, so that's actually a spinoff. That's a spin-off. Okay. Yeah. So there's a spin-off version um, called My Little Pony, My Little Pony Equestria Girls. Yes. And all the all the so almost all the characters and there's a lot of characters, over 200 plus different characters in My Little Pony. Oh, we collect from, them all in blind bags. Oh, yes. Yeah, so um, so there's a lot of these characters and these all there's an alternate version where everybody's a human, nobody really has magic or can fly or and stuff like this here and they all exist in a high school yeah so all the characters have slightly repurposed you know positions here so um you have like as an example here the alicorns here you have uh princess celestia and her sister Prince princess luna um they are now the principals of this high school you know so it's principal celestia and it's vice principal luna Got it. Um, and all okay. the yeah, you know, and all the characters have very similar sort of appearances to their My Little Pony counterpart. Even down to like, if you had blue skin, blue skin, you have blue skin. If you have purple hair, you have purple hair. And they have, you have rainbow hair. You have rainbow hair. Yes, and yeah. their outfits, you know, are somewhat typical of what they would have been. You know what they might be in a human world here. And they have big clumpy feet. I guess they do have kind of big, kind of clumpy feet. Or a lot of them are wearing boots. Yeah, they, they in the episode I watched, they had big, clumpy feet, boots. But yeah, I haven't watched a whole lot of it, oddly enough. Here, um, oh, babies babysit the girls sometimes. I will. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, obviously a lot of characters. It's it was meant for as a transition for um, for girls, obviously. So if you watched My Little Pony when you were like set four, seven, eight, nine, ten, maybe as you got older, this was an old meant to be like an older version and take on it here. A lot more like Saved by the Bell, I guess, is probably a good analogy for it if you yeah. grew up in the 90s. Yeah. Um, it's not well liked by the fans. Um, a lot of fans felt it to be a very much a... And oddly enough, they made... I think they made... when they, Hasbro is not, you know... Hasbro is not unaware that it's that their that their fans are a much older fan base and then sometimes a male fan base, um, and the fan base can be a little weird to be to say the slightest. Well, but but okay, so you see a lot of embracing of unicorns mm-hmm. by adult men, and it's yes. not it's not a whole lot different than than that, mm. or you know, rainbow unicorns. I, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's different in that particular aspect. I um, Again, like, it's obviously a show aimed for young female audience, and it's oddly enjoyed by a lot more teenage and adult males by comparison. Um, and Hasbro, again, at this point here, was not unaware of its target demographic, of its de- target demographic being, you know, not what they initially intended on. And so, like... They tried to make a version here where, like a lot of what they thought a lot of the fans wanted, and the fans outright rejected it because it felt a lot about not what the show was about. The show was about friendship and you know working together to get relations. And by the time you get to the high school version of you know, Equestria Girls, it's kind of seen as being a glamorous sort of you know. It, it's not quite what they wanted. It's not really what they wanted, and they think well, it breaks the spirit of it. Okay, so so in in that light, you know, when when it became in the in the episodes of Equestria that I have seen, there is a real villain, and it became much more like a um, superhero cartoon in its own way. It still was centered centered around, uh, you know, what you would consider a, a mean girl typical. Um, High school setting. High school setting, except that the, the mean girl had powers and she oh. could, yeah, and and she could do things. So in some ways, it lost sort of. Um, my observation would be it lost some of its innocence. Yeah. And um, was um, like saved like the, you know, saved by the bell with with Bruce Banner. Um, <laughs> you know, it was sort of a, a the 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 one girl could tran- could and did transpose into a horrific monster that the. Uh, you know, broke down the school. So, I can see where if you were if you were looking for sort of the more um, pure and innocent and and sort of can't we all get along thing, this would not be that. No. I... Although it still had the same moral at the end. You had a girl throwing firebombs at a school. She turns into a big dragon. <laughs> you know. So it wasn't. I could I could see where where true fans would object to that. Um, last uh, last pony character I really want to talk about here is one that um, doesn't exist without the fans on a certain level. Oh, who is that? So this is a pony whose original name would have been Muffins. <laughs> That's cute. And again, like a lot, like a lot of background ponies here, like she didn't originally have a name at all. Um, her name effectually was known to fans as Derpy. I guess Derpy fits. So what initially had happened was then the first episode, there was a gray Pegasus pony with blonde hair. Um, 
who's for whatever reason in the process here of animating it her eyes were not properly centered one eyes up and another eyes down it's very kind of a weird cross-eyed sort of look for this particular pony here yeah um and the fans like just somewhat for whatever reason picked that out and were like that's our pony and they actually gave her nicknames here the one that stuck was derpy um she appeared in the background a couple more times corrected for her animation and then when they when the creators eventually kind of found out how popular she was reverted her back to her weird eye sort of situation here and she has uh, very few speaking lines in the actual show. Um, I think the only real time she ever really gets seen is one, epi- where one episode when she's with Rainbow Dash. Apparently she's a very uh, ditzy, clumsy, sort of um, bad luck always befalls this character out of her own, out of, outside of her own uh, powers here. Um, and she ends up wrecking Town Hall. By, ex- by no purpose of her own. Okay. Just her just kind of existing. Like, she plays in a cloud by bouncing on it, and it creates it as a as a lightning storm, and it just kind of wrecks the town hall. And it, again, very little speaking roles here for her, for the most part, here. Well, um, but I could see where a character like that would be beloved. You know, don't get me wrong. She's a very well-beloved character in the, uh, in the fandom at all, in the fandom in general here. Um... Again, it's just very derpy and placed in a lot of derpy situations. Well, everybody likes the, the underdog, in this case, the, the underpony. Yes, very much. Um, and so this is My Little Pony, and as, as we currently know it here. Okay. It's, it's a, it's a, and as much as I would love to get into why, why guys and what, there's an entire community around My Little Pony called Bronies. And this is a this is a t- <laughs> bronies. So a pantomime of ponies and bro. Got it. Got it. So, um, it is a very very large community that that exists all around it here, um, and so this is one of the reasons why I wanted to bring up bring this up as a topic here is because it's you know myself being a, of the male demographic obviously. Um, it would seem weird for me to be into something like this. And it I, might be, I it, would, I would want, you know, not I, that, not that I don't love you and accept you exactly as you are, but if you were collecting ponies, I'd find it odd. It would be weird. But, well. Maybe I, not weird necessarily, but it would certainly be an interesting sort of t- tangent to ask, like, so you're into this. Yeah, you're into a couple of things. I, I wouldn't, you know, I'm looking around your living room. Um. <laughs> You know, and 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 I, you know, not everybody has a Chewy on their sofa, um, as in Chewy Chewbacca, but that's okay. Um, There's a much bigger Chewy that I really want to get, but I won't. Oh, okay. He, he's he's rather expensive, but there's but at that same time, there's also a a Snorlax. Um, oh, I know. See, and and I'm just warped enough that I know what a Snorlax is. Yes, yeah, so there's a really big Snorlax, like almost uh, plush. It's almost a like a cushion on the ground and no no worries i i went um to vietnam with a um, group of people which included a friend of mine and her 30 year old daughter mm-hmm. who was running around vietnam collecting water pokemon on her phone um and and so i no longer question 
anything that anybody wants to do. But, you know, besides, if, if I look at it this way, it's it's certainly not um, harmful. No, no. A lot of nerdy things here at the end of the day here, which um, a, a very old affectionate joke used to be, you know, that like, you know, hey, I'm a nerd. It could be worse. It could be into cocaine. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, Everybody has their fun. Everyone, everyone has their drug. Yeah. So, but um, it, it, it's interesting that um, bronies would be attracted to ponies. They're pretty. Oh, they're, they're pretty. They've got a certain uh, uh, cosmetic sort of appeal at the end of the day here. Um, but I think what we'll do here next episode is go more into why there's a fandom over this here and how nerds relate to this particular topic here. Okay. So we'll go we'll go more into that in the next episode here, um, as far as what um, where, how, where where that drive comes from. Maybe where that drive comes from, and a little bit more of the fandom here, because there's a very deep fandom for My Little Pony here. Yeah. Um, it's it's one of those things here where, um, and this is a um, scale I'm going to come up with here to kind of describe how nerdy a topic is. Uh-huh. Like, you know, they were going to come up. They're them going to come up with here to help describe it for people who are interested to figure out, you know, like when we get to Doctor Who as an example, how nerdy is Doctor Who? Like, and I would say it's very nerdy. And yet, I know some people I wouldn't consider nerds who are into it. Yes, and then like when we get, to, and then obviously we have some topics like this here, like My Little Pony, which is not that nerdy, but depending on how far the rabbit hole you go down, it can be very nerdy. Well, and and I know it, like on knitting sites you see lots of of. Harry Potter things to do. Yes, Harry Potter is a and, very and, nerdy thing. And, and I love it. I read the books um, with your youngest brother. Mm-hmm. Um, they were coming out at the time that he was, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13, and we, we, we read them a lot at night. Yep. Um, and I, I secretly read ahead. Um, so so I, I could get into those sorts of, of um, nerdum type things. Mm-hmm. My Little Pony seems a little... An um, odd choice. An odd choice. Um, so, so if I could ask you a, a question with that. Sure. Okay. So, I've bought My Little Ponies. I've bought T-shirts with My Little Ponies. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the best things I brought to Cambodia when your your brother was in the Peace Corps, I bought My Little Pony T-shirts for the little sisters in his host family. Mm-hmm. They were thrilled, and they were what seven, four, and two. Okay. Okay. So, so, but they they knew in Cambodia what My Little Pony was. Um, your your nieces are very into My Little Pony, and yet hearing you say talk about um, you know the the collectors now and then the sort of the nerdum around it, who do you think My Little Pony is being drawn for, animated for now? Because there are still episodes coming out. I think the. I think the big question for that, I think the big answer for that is probably going to be that still, uh, the showrunners are very much aware of the of the fandom that's grown up around My Little Pony here. They, um, like a lot of really good cartoons are done by a lot of really smart people at the end of the day here. Um, a lot of good cartoonists here and animators here know when to add special touches to an episode that wink and nod at fans uh, okay. without being without giving kind of too much away. If you look at a lot of more of the more recent Star Wars movies um, that have kind of come out here, they mention little itty bits of stuff here and there 
as ways of explaining, you know, the fandom on a certain level. Because if you when we go to Star Wars here, there's a giant backlog of books that came out after um, the after the third or chronology or chronologically sixth movie that came out. A lot of books came out that will never, hopefully, ever be referenced in the Star Wars uh, main canon because they go off a lot, quite a bit of tangents. And there wasn't a lot of good quality control, um, and but occasionally you'll get little hints here and there um, in the movies about some topics. Uh, Movie Bob actually um, uh, has a, there's a. YouTube creator called Movie Bob on the Escapist uh, website, um, who does a show called the uh, the Big Picture, which is a lot of nerdy sort of topics um, uh, deconstructed and digested in a certain way. And I'll probably reference him a whole lot more because he does he has a great way of describing and explaining certain topics here. Um, but so much as that, to get back to the original question here there are some bits of the fandom that do kind of slip in here and there. Derpy is a good example of that where she'll pop up doing something weird or odd in an episode and she's more like, and she's quickly become like a where's Waldo character. Like every episode has her. It's just a matter of you finding her. Oh, yeah, that's kind of fun. And so like, and so at a certain level here, the show creators are very smart about making sure that their core demographic here of young girls is catered to first and that an older audience is still given the little kind of wink and nod at the same time, I believe. Oh, that's pretty cute. Now, now, do tell me, as my homework, do I get to watch the theater release, uh, My Little Pony movie? Because I've never seen it. I have... Um, I was going to start off a little bit easier for some of our fans here, because I think the movie assumes you know know enough about the show here to get to get through it here okay uh, if you want to watch the movie I will, i'll watch the movie as well i'll find a copy of it somewhere i'm sure it exists online um in some sort of format here um but we were going to watch just a couple episodes of my little we were going to watch just a couple episodes of my little pony here oh, i'm totally in and so um we we're going to primarily watch the first season here because i to me the first season is really the true season here like if you ask a good simpsons fan They'll tell you that like the the third season through like the a certain number of series seasons is which the show was still good. Okay. Um, Simpsons fans are very insistent on like, oh yeah, it's only ever good up until like season twelve or season ten or season fourteen stuff like that. I can't yeah. believe the Simpsons are still on. So. Well, there's a lot of other shows. We'll, we'll, the next our next major topic you'll be surprised to know is has almost a. Oh, how would I put this? Nearly a 50 to 60 year history on it. Oh, I hope that means it's Star Trek. No, 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 no not quite. Oh, okay. No, again, I'm trying to keep every episode as topical as possible. Okay, all right. So when we get to there, um, it's a topic I know a great deal about, so I'll have a lot more to say about it than I okay. do My Little Pony. Um, but for those... Well, I'm fascinated by My Little Pony, okay? Absolutely, so... Um, so the episode I want to that we're going to watch here during our break here, that we'll come back next week and uh, talk about here, are going to be the first two episodes of season one here. This is the intro episodes that kind of introduce uh, Princess Luna and a bunch of the other characters here. It's your initial kind of foray into the series. Okay. Uh, this is followed by one of my favorite episodes, episode six here, 
um, in which there's a rival to Twilight Sparkle that shows up. Okay. Um, and then you will have episode 13 and episode 25 with, uh, I believe, 13 is a good relationship episode that two characters have to relate to each other at the very by the very end of it here. And episode 25 is, um, I believe, an episode with Rarity. Well, if you'd like, I'll loan you the, the Equestria episode, which we have. I'm fascinated to watch it now. It's, it's, it's interesting. We'll see what your take on it is. So a lot of these episodes for uh, My Little Pony are available on Netflix here. Okay. Uh, Netflix has a wonderful collection of different movies and different topics here. They're not a sponsor yet, but if they're listening, maybe. But again, it's a wonder. It's a wonderful. It's a wonderful website and with a lot of shows in there, and it's legal streaming on there. Um, you can also purchase legal episodes through iTunes if you don't have an account through there. Um, if not, you're welcome to watch clips from the internet here. There's lots of clips of My Little Pony out there for our, um, on YouTube and things like that. So if you're not able to follow along with the episodes here, those are an alternative for you as well. Um, and I think that's going to do it for us here today. I think it's a bit of a shorter episode, but... Well, uh, at some point, do we get to talk about all the toys? We're going to talk about all the toys. I'm going to introduce you to what they call fanfics here next time. I'll even bring in some of the toys. I got a bunch of them in my house. I imagine I imagine you do. We'll talk about some of the toys. We'll talk about some of how it's licensed. We'll talk about how uh, nerds have kind of gone above and beyond with relating to it and discussing it. And I bet it's a Reddit it. topic. It's a number of Reddit topics. Ooh. Okay. Um, We'll go again, and we'll go into fanfics and the dedicated websites for the fandom. Um, we'll talk about some of the art, even for the fandom here. Oh, okay. Because um, again, I mean, like nerds when they glom onto something here can be a little overzealous in some cases. I and actually understand this. I um I participate in a bike ride every June. Mm -hmm. um, for AIDS awareness, and there's a day called Red Dress Day. Yes, and, I've and, heard of this. Yes, and Red Dress Day comes it comes out in all sorts of ways. I've seen grown adults dress as Sound of Music, but in red, with all the kids with the drapery dresses, and but but in reverse gender roles. I've seen some <laughs> some strange strange things. So. Um, I've not seen a pony though. I, I bet you have. You just haven't noticed it. Oh, okay. I think I'm. I, I would not be surprised with that particular uh, uh, bike ride if there had been a pony and you just not had realized. Oh, it. I've seen. I've seen somebody wearing My Little Pony tights on on the ride. Mm -hmm. Oh no no no! I I would wager that the and you're an awful fast rider, so I think you may have, they they might be somewhere in the back maybe. Okay. Um, but. I, I've seen some pictures from the event here that does have ponies in it, especially during some of the dress-up days. Yeah, we so, have, there's more so. than one. I went as a, I went as a pineapple last year. <laughs> you've, I think you've gone as sriracha once before. I've gone as sriracha sauce. I also went as a pirate last year with a with a, except I, I lost my my parrot on my shoulder. It, it flew away on a hill. Oh. I I was told though that it was keeping good company. Somebody else saw it later in the day with a a boa, a feather boa around it. So. Oh. Birds of a feather. <laughs> so I think that'll do it for us here today. Um, thank you so much for joining us. You can find out more about it, our podcast here on nerdtutorialpodcast.com if you're looking to get more information and some of the review material for our episodes as well as previous episodes as well. 
Um, and if you have any questions for us or want to suggest future topics or questions we can discuss here next episode, you can tweet me at nerd underscore tutorial on Twitter and let me know what you think. If you have any ideas for future topics or questions about the current topics or just want to correct me on anything I may have gotten wrong. Um, well, thank you once again, Mom, for coming and visiting me here today for this uh, lovely chat. My pony pleasure. And we'll see you guys all next week. Bye.